Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Roundup. This is week seven of the Weekly Roundup. I am one of your hosts, Chase, and this is... Hey, this is Andrew. Cool, we got it down. Nice. <laughs> Let's jump to the headlines. <laughs> the trade deadline was last Friday, and we saw a number of stars moving to contending teams. A World Series winning manager is sitting out the rest of the season due to illness. A team reunites with a former star player, and it has stat nerds looking for 247 all over again. And finally, first sticky stuff, and now PEDs has this player sitting on the sidelines for the rest of the season. All right, Andrew, what did you think of this last week in baseball? I think after the trade deadline, it's been kind of like a sugar high crash where my mind just isn't like processing baseball as well as it used to. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a little slow week as far as baseball news goes. Yeah, it has. I mean, we still have a lot of big stories, and I, I guess just anything compared to all those names that we saw move, just everything just seems like small potatoes right now. Yeah, it really has, and people have been naming it the biggest trade deadline of all time, which I don't know about that, but what what do you think about it being named that? You know, I feel like they name that that every season, <laughs> like, <laughs> like 20 years in a row. They yeah. just like, keep up with it. <laughs> well, I'm going to go over a few names that were on the move during the trade deadline. So we're going to do a quick wrap up of the trade deadline real quick. And if you missed our trade deadline show, we had a great time. Uh, you can catch it on the YouTube channel. And we have the uh, video of the whole three hour deadline show. If you want to <laughs> catch anything of that, watch the whole thing. I, I mean, it's just good. It's good viewership, right? Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> Should have seen our reaction when Andrew Heaney got traded. Oh man, yeah, that was the the big uh, the big bell got set off. People oh were jumping God. up and down. Yeah, women were crying. <laughs> were hugging their babies. <laughs> I, I don't know about those last two, but um, the the biggest names in the trade deadline that were on the move were Max Scherzer and Trey Turner from the Nationals heading to the Dodgers. Yeah, that's a big time trade right there. Uh, the Dodgers got their ace. Scherzer is a big time. Uh, he always comes through in those big starts. This really got to make the Dodgers the favorites for the NL West. Yeah, they got to be. I mean, they just got better this trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, covering the Angels, being a Padre fan myself, this was a really heartbreaking trade. So. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since there was reports at the very beginning saying that they were in on Scherzer and Turner, right? Yeah, and it turned out to be a Nationals aid that leaked that. The Padres were never actually that close to Scherzer. They hadn't, yeah. they hadn't heard back for about eight hours at the time mm -hmm. when the reports were coming out that they were minutes away. Yeah, and the Dodgers also picked up in the trade deadline uh, Danny Duffy. Yeah, Danny Duffy's having a career year uh, with the Royals. So the Dodgers getting him, if he could continue that production, it's just another big name for them to pick up. Uh, I mean, I guess the jury's still out on whether or not he's that type of pitcher, but we'll see. Yeah, the Dodgers always have a way of making pitchers pitch better than what they uh, what they seem to be capable of. I know. It seems like their sticky stuff is just a little stickier than others. Oh, come on, man. We've cut down on all of that. Yeah, right? <laughs> can it, can it. But the Dodgers rotation has got to be the best in the league now. I think up there with the Brewers, I still like the Brewers rotation a lot. Yeah, the Brewers have an elite rotation, especially the top three names at the, uh, in the rotation. The Dodgers, though, they're going to be going head-to-head -head with them, especially if Kershaw can get back, get over his back injuries that have been nagging him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, the Dodgers head-to-head -head with anyone, they could best them. So. And uh, who's their, their top five right now since uh, 
Kershaw's out and I don't really pay attention to the Dodgers a whole lot because, um, <laughs> you know, I'm an Angels fan and we're not supposed to like the Dodgers. So, yeah, you know, they, uh, they lost Kershaw. Uh, they lost Bauer for obvious reasons. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're, you know, number one name at the top of the rotation. It's still got to be Scherzer, uh, three-time Cy Young Award winner, elite pitcher, helped the Nationals win the World Series. Number two's got to be Walker Buehler. Uh, three Mr. Probably, tight Pants. Yeah, Mr. Tight Pants. They're, they're, <laughs> really, they're really nice pants, though. So... <laughs> Uh, Urias, uh, probably be number three. Okay. Uh, then I'm guessing number four would probably be, uh, Duffy coming in. Mm-hmm. And then number five, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> put it? <laughs> Big old question mark there. Yeah. Right. Uh, maybe it would be Cole Hamels that they just picked up. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that there in a, in a bit. Don't jump the gun on me, but we'll, 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 we'll get there in a sec. Um, other teams in the trade deadline news, the Yankees picked up Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. Yep. They needed pitching and they, they got the exact opposite of that. So good for the Yankees. <laughs> Two big bats. That's, that's pretty much all you can say. Yeah. I, Rizzo's going to hit a lot of home runs with that short porch in right field. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, same with Joey Gallo. They're both lefties. Yeah, I would not be surprised to see them hit 20-plus home runs in the second half. I would not either. Um, we already saw Anthony Rizzo hit a couple bombs in Miami. Yeah, and Miami's not an easy place to hit home runs. So I think someone needs to tell Rizzo that he wasn't at New York Stadium. That he was actually <laughs> in Miami. <laughs> Everywhere is a short porch to Anthony Rizzo. That's yeah, true. <laughs> uh, another team that we had in the news for the trade deadline was the Blue Jays. They acquired Brad Hand and Jose Barrios. Yeah, another big trade. Barrios is a legit top-of-the-rotation type arm. Uh, they had to give up a lot to get him. They gave up two top prospects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're two top 50 prospects, so good return for the Twins, uh, but the Blue Jays got their guy. Yeah, they they gave up a lot, and uh, for what I heard, uh, if the Angels ever wanted to give them, it was going to cost them a top prospect too, like a Joe Adele or a Brandon Marsh, and that's way too much yeah, from what I've seen. Exactly, especially with seeing how uh, Joe Adele came up yesterday and how well he did. Yes, he did. Uh, his eye is a very, very good looking right now. Like he's got a very good awareness of the zone, and I'm loving it. Uh, the time in AAA has paid off so far. So far, yeah, and he's looking mm-hmm. good. You're exactly right. I'm really, I'm really excited to see what he can do. I am too. Um, next up, we have the Braves. They acquired a whole new outfield, basically, in Jorge Soler, Eddie Rosario, and Adam Duvall, as well as a bullpen arm in Richard Rodriguez. Yeah, I think the, you know, what's impressive about the Braves outfield is that they seem to pick up three of the same type of guy. Uh, these are all high home run hitting guys, low on base percentage. It's a very interesting move by the Braves. Looks like they're mm-hmm. going to just try to slug their way into the postseason contention. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to say it. Uh, Soler, um, if he's playing like he did with the with the Royals this year, then that's not going to be a good pickup. But if he plays like he did two years ago, that could be the pickup of the, off- of the, the trade deadline. Yeah, it would be very good to see the Braves make the uh, postseason with the outfield that they currently have or that they just acquired because of the way they've gotten hurt this year. Yeah, you know, they uh, they lost, uh, you know, Acuna, which is huge. Um, you know, that's one of the biggest names you can lose in baseball. Mm-hmm. So when he went down, I think a lot of teams thought the Braves were just out of it. They might be sellers, but they came back with three big trades. Also, we got the White Sox making big moves. They acquired Cesar Hernandez and Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, uh, those, those are exactly the types of moves that the White Sox needed to make. They already have a great rotation. Uh, their second baseman was hurt. Now he's on a move over to the to the Cubs. Uh, they replaced his production with Hernandez, who's always mm-hmm. been uh, you know, a sure-handed fielder at second base. 
has some pop in his bat. Will hit 20 home runs, 25 doubles. Um, just good moves by a team that's already nine games up in their division. And the White Sox are a team that is starting to get healthy right now, right? They are, yeah. They're getting Jimenez back. Um, they're also getting, I'm going to forget the guy's name, even though I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> Luis Robert. Yep, Luis Robert back. So getting those two guys back is basically what the Braves did with getting a whole new outfield. Mm-hmm. Um, the White Sox have got to be one of the, you know, the forerunners for World Series contention. Oh, yeah. And uh, the White Sox, they also lost uh, Nick Madrigal. That's their second baseman that, they, that you were talking about. But now he's <laughs> going to be on the Cubs. So we'll see how that plays out. Him and uh, Nico Horner, they're going to lock down the middle infield, right? Yeah, we're going to see elite production and under 10 home runs from uh, second <laughs> shortstop. Shared between the both of them, right? Yeah, exactly. They might hit nine together. <laughs> <laughs> if they're lucky. Yeah. And last but not least, we have the Giants who acquired Chris Bryant from the Cubs. Yeah, I love this move for the Giants. They had to keep up with the uh, the Dodgers making, getting Scherzer and Turner. Uh, the Giants got Bryant, who has one of the best track, track records in all baseball. And, uh, you know, he started off on the right foot, hitting that home run on day one. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the exact type of thing that will keep the Giants just a step ahead of the Dodgers. And it's the move they really needed because you got an aging Evan Longoria that isn't going to produce a whole lot more in a in the next yeah. few seasons. I don't know how much longer his contract is, but I can't see a whole lot of production out of him for very much longer. No, yeah, especially with Longoria being on the IL. For, uh, I think it's on the 60-day IL right now. Oh, so yeah? He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't even been in since May. So getting Bryant there, um, just a huge move for the Giants. Yeah, they really needed a bat. So... To move on from the trade deadline, once again, you can watch the whole video of the whole trade (laughs) deadline uh, on our YouTube, so go check that out. But moving on, we have Terry Francona. He is sitting out the rest of the season due to illness, and uh, we wish him the best. I mean, he had some problems in the past. He had to take time off. I believe it was for heart surgery, right? Yeah, he had heart surgery a few years ago. Uh, It's always been a question whether or not he's going to be able to continue to manage I hope that this doesn't mean something bad is on the horizon for him. I hope this is just him just trying to have some time with his family, with the Indians being out of contention. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, wish him the best. You hate to see someone step down like this. Yeah. And just to say, I know I said it before we got on the air, but uh, <laughs> I didn't quite say the Indians were in contention, but they're not quite totally out of it. Technically, they're still in the wild card race, but let's be honest with ourselves. Are the Indians really making the playoffs? No, when you look at the Indians and you see them 10 games back from their own division, um, you know, they got Beaver on the on the IL, uh, mm-hmm. maybe for the rest of the year. It's not looking good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have the Blue Jays. They returned to Rogers Center, which is their home ballpark, and they returned on Friday. And in that game, they won 6-4. to four, And also, the game ended on a very nice play, a web gem, and it ended on a bare hand catch by the third baseman Santiago Espinal. <laughs> what a great catch. That reminded me of uh, David Wright's catch years ago against the Padres. Yes, yes. Yeah. The one where he dove backwards and just <laughs> yeah, caught, one... just found the ball. He didn't. He, <laughs> I don't think he knew it was there. He just kind of stuck his hand out and prayed. It looked like those like old cartoons where the guy would be holding a magnet and he would catch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> just sticks to his hand. Yeah, or, exactly. Uh, what's, what was that guy for the Giants? That really old clip of him catching a, a fly ball down the right field line. Kevin Mitchell. Kevin Mitchell, yes. Yeah, I miss the steroid era. <laughs> that guy just looked like a solid muscle catching the ball. Yeah, just stuck his <laughs> big old paw out there. And just It's like it's so satisfying to see a barehanded catch if you catch it on the first go because it just sticks to their hand. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like it, the ball just like sticks. It can't go anywhere. 
<laughs> so in a little bit of uh, less good news, to put it nicely, we have Anthony Rendon. He's to undergo season-ending hip surgery. This is kind of a big blow to the Angels, but, like, you know, it's the Angels. What can you do? You can't have anybody healthy. Yeah, you kind of expect this coming from the Angels. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, Rendon was having a horrible season. If yeah. he was going to produce like he was the first half, then it's probably best to have him on the aisle. Uh, he was not going to help win any games. And if this hip surgery is going to bring him back to his old production, then th- this is the exact move that needs to be made because that mm-hmm. guy is elite when healthy. Yeah, and we're really hoping that it's going to be like that surgery to uh, Shohei Otani's knee from last season. Uh, he was really like ducking out of the batter's box because he couldn't really plant on that on that leg very well. Um, same with pitching. He was very wild because he didn't have a firm base. And uh, we're hoping that's the same situation for Anthony Rendon. Let's just hope that he can uh, get back into the swing of things come next season. Yeah, maybe he can come and pitch the eighth inning too. <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen. However, an angel that might be a future two-way player, Adam Eaton. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that clip, but dude threw 90 when he when they were getting blown out by the... Uh, yeah, I saw geez. that. Was that, the, was that the Rockies game? That was like a week ago. <laughs> I don't remember, but the Angels were getting blown out. It might have been by the A's. I think it was the A's. They were getting blown out by the A's, <laughs> and Adam Eaton comes in to pitch, and dude throws a perfect dart down the middle 90 miles an hour. It was great to see. It was, yeah. You know, he's already hitting like a pitcher, so maybe he should just make the whole transition. <laughs> <laughs> Angels' bullpen needs as much help as they can get. They do. Yeah. Uh, in other injury news, we have Tyler Glasnow for the Rays is to undergo Tommy John surgery. Yeah, big blow to the Rays. Uh, Glasnow is their, uh, their best pitcher uh, by far. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the Rays being in contention uh, neck and neck with the Red Sox, there's always a chance they have a one-game playoff in the wild card. So it'll be interesting to see who that they're going to turn to. Yeah, and uh, Glasnow was talking about it during the Sticky Stuff crackdown. He was really he was really adamant on blaming the crackdown for his arm injury, right? Yeah. And, you know, you wonder how much truth there is to that. Um, He definitely was having arm issues immediately after that, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. A lot of players will say a lot of things when they're hurt. Yeah. And I believe it too. Cause he had, he said he had to change all of his grips, which I would think so. Cause if you got a little bit better grip on it, you can grip it a little, a little less firm or harder if you want. And it, I see it as a valid complaint. I do too. I think Major League Baseball needs to uh, come together and come up with some kind of maybe a new baseball, like they're used to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But something needs to be done here. And like the KBO has it where they spray it down with like some sticky tack, yeah, whatever. It's like a, yeah, it's like a tacky baseball. You look yeah. at it, it's got like little honeycombs all over it almost. <laughs> Well, uh, unfortunately, we have even more injury news. This is just the week of injuries, I guess. Uh, we have Fernando Tatis Jr. He is headed to the IL with a shoulder injury, and he might miss the rest of the season. Yeah, the uh, Padres staff is already hinting that he might miss the rest of the year. They're going to wait 10 days to see how his shoulder's doing. If it's not getting better, they're going to shut him down and give him shoulder, uh, shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just dislocated his shoulder again, right? Yep, it's third or fourth time this season. Uh you know, he had the one time that was really bad to, early in the year that he missed 10 days for. Hopefully that's all it is this time and he can make it the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. But eventually surgery is coming for him. Yeah, and uh, if you saw the play, he slid into third base and it didn't really look like he slid in that hard, but he just caught it wrong on the ground and it just popped out, I guess. Yeah, yep. I mean, when you're dislocating it that much, 
shoulder gets pretty weak. So it's just going to be a recurring thing for him. Mm -hmm. Well, let's hope him the best uh, in the future. And we want to see a healthy Fernando Tatis Jr. Because he's a fun player to watch. Yeah, it's better for baseball and uh, better for Padre fans. So... (laughs) Well, you want to know something that is good for baseball is a rookie making MLB history. Yeah. Uh, so we have Sebi uh, Zavala. <laughs> That's usually my part. I kind of threw it to you off the... <laughs> out of nowhere. Here, here, I got it. I got it. Uh, we have Sebi Zavala. He becomes the first person in MLB history to hit his first three home runs in the same game. Yeah, that was that's super impressive. Uh just hitting three home runs in a baseball game is hard enough as it is to hit your first three home runs in the same game. Mm-hmm. And it's just, wow. Uh, the White Sox always seem to have someone that's coming up and just producing for day one. So, you know, uh, good for him. Good for the White Sox. I know they've been looking for that backup catcher help for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, as a rookie, I wonder what you're feeling after you get that first home run in your, in was it his first game or was it like how many games has he played before it, that? Do it, you know? It, it, it had been five or six games. I think he okay. had 38. So he was due played. is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, he was due. Okay. Um, his numbers were really bad beforehand, so that put, brought him up to a bug league average. So he was probably just happy to uh, be one step further away from the minors again. Yeah, and the last White Sox player to do it, I don't know if I mentioned it, he's a White Sox. So good for you, White Sox fans. Fun. Yeah. The last White Sox to do that was Jose Abreu last season, right? Yeah. Three exactly. home run game. Yeah, so... Anytime you're in, uh, you know, company with Jose Abreu, there's probably a good, pretty good stat that you have there. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, next up, we have something we hinted at earlier. The Dodgers signed Cole Hamels for $1 million and a $200,000 bonus for every start made. So Cole Hamels signing for pennies, right? Yeah, that is uh, pennies. You know, this guy was the biggest, one of the bigger names of baseball for a long time. A million dollars, pennies. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, for baseball, how it is, that's, yeah. that's not a lot of money. And uh, $200,000 for each start. So either Cole Hamels is confident he's going to get a lot of starts, or the Dodgers are confident he's not going to get a lot. So somebody's uh, confident in somebody, one of the two camps. <laughs> somebody's <laughs> confident for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Cole Hamels, what, who did he play for last year? Wasn't he supposed to play for the Braves this year or something? Or was that yeah. last year? I think I think it was the Braves last year, and then he was playing uh, played quickly for like Texas, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. He hasn't been he- the healthiest in the past, and his stats haven't been the best either. So it's basically a crapshoot, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers will find, figure out a way to get like seven starts and like a one-two ERA out. 1.2 ERA out of him, I bet. <laughs> Most likely. He'll be their number five starter. Yeah, exactly. So that for that uh, question earlier, that is your number five if you're playing Dodgers <laughs> starter bingo. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, Dodgers Dodgers are really hurt with their rotation right now, right? Yeah. I mean, not to bring up the power thing again, but that has the, the ramifications from that are just, they just keep coming. If uh, he's not, you know, placed on administrative leave, that they don't have to go out and get Scherzer like they did. Uh, they might have been fine with just Duffy. So almost the entire makeup of how the postseason playoffs are you know, really starting to play out was affected by Bauer. Yeah, and like you said, they lost Kershaw. Uh, Trevor May, he got Tommy John earlier this season, yeah, right? Yeah, yep. uh, anybody else I'm missing? I think that's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much it, yeah, too. Yeah, but two of their bigger starters being exactly. out, that's, that's a big blow for them. But I mean, It's a huge blow. It is the Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to Dodgers, and they'll find a way. 
So uh, <laughs> another team that has found a way, uh, in a sense, to make the playoffs is the A's. Uh, they made a lot of moves at the trade deadline, acquiring Starling Marte. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to get this transition as good as possible, but I think that's where it's going to end. <laughs> yeah. uh, they have also gotten Chris Davis. They're reuniting on a minor league deal. <laughs> minor yeah. league deal. Yeah, this is. This is interesting. Uh, Chris Davis for a long time was the the elite power hitter for the for the A's, and uh, he had a very interesting stat line for years. Uh, I think he hit two forty seven three straight seasons. Yeah, where his career batting average was also two forty seven. <laughs> so uh, every time his average would dip above two forty seven or below, or come back to it, there'd be a big post on Reddit, and people would be celebrating. So Just like, oh my God, Chris Davis did it again, two forty seven. Let's go. Yep. So if he were to come up and hit 247 this season for the A's, I think there'd be some people having the, you know, just spazzing out, you know? Yeah. I have nightmares of Chris Davis hitting balls that are at his eyes. It's so bad. I went to opening day. Uh, what was it? 2018? Tw- no, 2019. I think it was 2019. And Chris Davis hit a ball out that was like eye level and he just <laughs> nailed it. And we're all like, how did he manage to hit that ball out? Yeah, he's a little guy, too, so you don't think he's going to have a lot of power. And then you wouldn't just, think so, but he swings it, crazy hard. Yeah, he's swinging, like, the biggest axe in the game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, how was he doing with uh, – who did he play for this year? Jeez. I, I feel like he was on the, the Rangers. He was on the Rangers for a minute. I think he was with Baltimore. He might have been. I think he only got playing time with the uh, with the Rangers, but he wasn't doing well. He had two home runs and a 596 OPS. Yeah, that's not very good. <laughs> uh, that's not going to cut it. He'll he'll summon up some voodoo magic with the A's or something to resurrect his old swing. Yeah, <laughs> that's how the A's work. <laughs> All right, winding down, we have Joey Votto. He had seven days straight with home runs, and he ends his streak with a line drive that dies at the wall. It hit the wall, it hit the top of the wall. It didn't die at the wall, but the, the streak died at the wall, of course. It did, yeah. Oh, my God, that was two inches away from extending the streak. <laughs> and uh, Votto, after the game, uh, he was asked about it, and he said he, you know, he's a bit of a stat nerd, and his mm-hmm. very first home run they started with had an expected batting average of 090 mm-hmm. and it just carried into the right field bleachers. And then this last one had, um, had basically like a 90% chance of becoming a home run and it didn't. <laughs> so what was the, uh, what was the stat that goes like in this ballpark, this would have been a home run. Like how many, yep. how many ballparks like would have been a home run? Like 29 other ballparks. Oh my God. Yeah, just the farthest part of one of the farthest parts of any stadium. He was like, what, six inches away from making history. Yeah, it hit the yellow line, so... Oh, my God. Well, he he did hit seven, so that's a very, very good accomplishment. Um, Second to last, we have the Red Sox. They lost five straight, and they got swept by the Rays, I believe, and they're now one and a half games back from Tampa Bay uh, in their division, right? Yep, that is exactly true. That was the biggest division shakeup we saw this week. The Red Sox are just in absolute free fall right now. And they have lost their uh, their grip on the division that they've been holding all year. Yeah, and what's really went wrong with them? Do you know? You know, I don't know. Um, I think they just came across a really hot race team, and they kind of got demoralized. <laughs> yeah, they, they just hit a brick wall, pretty much. Exactly. 
And not last, I, I made a mistake. We moved a, a story to the bottom. Uh, we have the three Cubs stars that got traded. They all hit home runs in their home debuts. Yep. So we have their, uh, their debuts with their was, new team. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Rizzo was not at home. No, we already not, said that. He yeah. was in Miami. <laughs> yeah. I, I put a typo in the script, guys, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. So we had three, uh, three Cubs stars. That would be Javier Baez with the Mets. I uh, hit a home run in his first game. Then we had Anthony Rizzo hit a home run in his first game with the Yankees. And then finally, we had Chris Bryant hit home run for the Giants in his first game, which uh, his teammates had said that if he didn't hit a home run, they were just going to return him. <laughs> that that would have been interesting to see <laughs> yeah so i mean you want to get your money's worth that if you're getting a cup player you're expecting a home run in that first game yeah we already talked about chris bryant how big of a move that was for the giants and uh it, it was it was good to see all three of them do well in their debuts for their new teams yeah if they had done a little bit better for their own team they might not have been traded <laughs> they did good enough. They won a World Series with I'm those. Come on. They were, the, all three of those guys were part of that World Series team they back were, in 2016, yeah. right? Uh, that was a great team. I really thought they were going to be a dynasty. Yeah, you would think, but then it just kind of slowly just fell apart. Like pieces just started chipping off of the, the facade of the Cubs. Yeah, they put yep, they put like a, a straight up, like a, yeah, exactly, a facade on the Cubs. <laughs> they weren't the lovable losers for like a season and a half, and now they're yeah. back. And then, and then this season, the whole facade just collapsed. <laughs> yeah, just fell over, and then they're just exposed for the true selves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last but not least, we have Hector Santiago making the news again. He has been suspended eighty games for the rest of this season for PEDs. Yeah, you know, this guy really fell from grace. He was having his uh, best season as a pitcher this year. Got immediately caught using sticky stuff. Was the first person to be suspended. And then what now? A month later, he's suspended for 80 games for PED use. Just mm -hmm. uh, couldn't have fallen on his face any harder. Yeah, I mean, I guess cheaters going to cheat. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he, he was checking all the cheating boxes. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing much left to say. I mean, get clean, Hector Santiago, and go pitch well without any PEDs, any sticky stuff. I, I think he can do it because we saw it, him in an Angels uniform, and I remember him having some good games for them. Who knows? He could have been still using sticky stuff, but I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. We might have seen the last, last of Hector Santiago. Yeah, and you have seen the last of us for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I got all the transitions today, huh? Yeah, that was a good one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are going to be signing off for this week. Make sure to check out our merch in our Redbubble shop. Go to redbubble.com and type in Halos in the infield. We got many great designs, such as I Stand with Minor League Players. Uh, sorry, that was just paraphrasing. I forgot the actual title of the shirt. But uh, all the proceeds from that shirt will be going towards minor league baseball. We're going to cater uh, a meal for them eventually here once we raise enough money. And uh, it's going to a good cause. So buy a shirt, buy a design from that line, and it will go out to the minor league players. Um, I I will buy more shirts <laughs> myself. I've already bought a bunch of stickers in that. So good stuff for us. Uh, Self-promo, you know. <laughs> but do you have anything else, Andrew, for this week? No, yeah. Uh, I'm just excited to see what the next week happens, and hopefully we have some big stories coming. Yeah, hopefully it's not as much of uh, injury news, right? Yeah, exactly. A lot of people got hurt this week. <laughs> they really did, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for watching, and we will see you next week. See you guys later. Bye, guys.